welcome to the 1000 Hours Outside podcast. I'm here today with Kiana Miner. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Jimmy. This is so exciting. So we met through Instagram. Kiana's Instagram ha- uh, handle is Black Adventure Mom, and you have a website of the same name, blackadventuremom.com. And, and what is so cool uh, beyond all of the inspiring videos and things like that is that you help parents and families walk through adventuring with young kids. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I just think adventuring, um, we tend to think of it as something we do when we're younger or we're young adults. And we think when we have children, all of that stops. But kids like adventure. And I think adventuring together as a family brings you closer together, makes that bond stronger and can be a lot of fun. So I love to help families uh, know that they can, first Mm -hmm. of all, adventure together and then give them ideas for different things they can do. Yeah. And you just do such a phenomenal job with it. If you go to your post and you have it all bulleted and it's, it's you know, this is how much it's going to cost. And this is, is it stroller accessible? Mm-hmm. Is all of these different things that parents, especially if parents mm-hmm. of young children need to know. And you give all the things. It takes 30 minutes to walk to the waterfall and, <laughs> and you just have it bulleted there. And then you say on your website, you have a little, um, you know, a little more detail, but mm-hmm. it's, it's so helpful and so encouraging and and it's like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to go to all these places. So, so tell us, tell us about your family and how did you get started with all your adventuring? Yeah, sure. So um, I have a family of six. So it's my husband and myself. And then we have four children. So ages two, five, eight, and 10. So we're in all busy, the fun busy. ages right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very busy. So we actually, um, we prior to living in Colorado, we lived in Washington, D.C. And prior to that, we lived in Georgia. And so when we lit, moved to Washington, D.C., I, I grew up there, but it was a way different city than I was used to. It had changed so much. And I found myself constantly looking for things for me and my young children to do. Um, and I found them, but it took a lot of research. It took a lot of hunting. It took a lot mm-hmm. of kind of digging through because there wasn't a lot of content for families. So when yeah. we moved here and just a whole world of activities opened up, um, my husband was like, you should be sharing this. People want to know it. And I was like, no one wants to see us. <laughs> no Aww, one wants to see he us was right. <laughs> yeah, Everyone wants to see and it. Was right, right. He was right. Yeah. It just seemed so routine to me at the time that I wasn't really, you know, thinking it was share worthy or whatever. But my husband actually gave me the push to be like, okay, you know, start sharing this information. And I did. And from the first day, it was, you know, parents really appreciated it. Yeah. Yeah. From the first day, I can imagine because you share it in such a way Mm -hmm. that um, inspires people to go do it and gives them the practical tips to make it happen. So, um, mm-hmm. So did you, when did you start adventuring with your kids when they, when the oldest was really young? Did you wait a little bit? It was when my daughter, it was really when my daughter was born. Um, I just, I've always kind of had the travel bug and I've always wanted to see new places. But once she was born, there was like this added motivation because I really just wanted her to see everything. <laughs> oh, I love so, that. Yeah, I really did. And so, um, yeah, it was when she was really young. I still remember 
um, me and my husband, you know, deciding to, we had a, a house we lived in, a house we were renting out, and we decided to sell them both and, you know, put our stuff in storage and travel for a little bit. And so we drove cross country. At that time, we were living in Georgia. We drove across country. We went to Costa Rica for a month. And I think from then on out, we were just (laughs) adventure seekers for sure. Wow. Kiana, I love how you put that because I think a lot of times when we have kids, we tend to think it's going to close down our world. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be able to do things, but that motivated you. That motivated you to go see more because you want to show your children the world. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of parents that would say, I'm waiting. I'm going to wait till it's easier. I'm going to wait till they're older. You know, what would you say Mm -hmm. to a parent like that? I will actually have a couple of things to say. The first thing I would say is, honestly, when they're babies, is one of the easiest times (laughs) to travel with them. So don't miss that. You can throw them in a carrier and pretty much go anywhere, you know, Um, with them when they're that young. They travel domestically for free. So that's one of the best times to travel. And I would just say, for me, travel... Um, I do want to show my kids the world, but it's also really, I really enjoy going new places with them. So I would say don't wait because the sooner you start, the easier it gets. You really do get into a rhythm with it. You you kind of find your adventure rhythm with um, taking your kids new places. And I just feel like if there are kids there, then kids can enjoy it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If there are kids already living there, then kids can really enjoy it yeah. too. You have the coolest videos. I mean, you've got your kids running barefoot on all these rocky places. Like, this is incredible. And you're joining in with them, which is such a Mm -hmm. gift, I think, today that we're forced to do that a little bit more. But it's a breath of fresh air to see. Um, Okay, so you guys have this goal. 22 national parks in 2022. So tell us about that. Yeah, sure. So um, I came up with this goal because we, we've been to a few national parks. And actually, let me back up some. My husband and I, when we met, had never been to any national parks. And so uh, we were both super interested. We were like two of the only people in our circle at the time who really wanted to start going to national parks. So we started when my daughter was pretty young, trying to, you know, go to them and then, you know, we haven't made, didn't make some very many. <laughs> so this year I was like, you know what? I really want to see as many as I possibly can. So we thought, okay, let's try to do 22 in 2022. So my kids are out all of August. They have an alternate uh, school schedule. So they're out all of August. So we're taking mm. August, we're taking off on Sunday and we're going to see as many as we can. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it should be really, we're really looking forward to it. Now we're sticking to the West Coast just so we can get in as many as possible. But the goal is to eventually visit them all. But we've been to six so far. Okay, so tell us, I've got, I wrote down four of them because I sat on your Instagram. But what are the, what are the six you've been to? Right. So we've been to Sand Dunes and Rocky Mountain National Park, which are both in Colorado. We've been to Yellowstone and Grand Teton. We've been to um, um, the Grand Canyon, which I haven't gotten to that content yet, but I will. Yeah. And then I'm um, missing one. Ar- is it Arches? Oh, we went to Arches. We went to Arches. Yeah. 
Wow. And I I think, I don't know, but I think the ones mm -hmm. that are over on your side of the country are better than the (laughs) ones that are on our side of the country. So what a cool goal. And that's neat that you have this alternate school schedule. What is that like? Um, It's really cool. So um, they go to like a small private school. And so when COVID hit, um, the school came to all the parents and they suggested that we Instead of having a summer break, we do a longer winter break just to kind of avoid, because there's so many young children, just to avoid, is this COVID? Is this the flu, you know? Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. And so they had three months off in the winter and then one month off in the summer. Yeah. Wow. So August is their one month. So we'll be traveling the whole month. The whole month. Yeah, what's your, okay. So who plans? How do you plan it? What what's the back what's the background there? Yeah, sure. So I do most of the plan. Okay, I do all of the planning. <laughs> <laughs> but my husband does all of the driving, so that's kind of how we split up the responsibilities. So I do the planning. So we're going to start um we're going to drive to Utah. So we're going Utah, Nevada, California, Wa- Oregon, Washington, Montana, and then home. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. And you leave on yeah. Sunday. We leave on Sunday. Wow. Yeah. So, so how do you, like the practical, how do you figure out how many days I want to mm-hmm. stay at this one? Where are we going to eat? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we going to see when we're there? How do you, uh, put in all those little details? Yeah. So I've been, just because visiting national parks has been top on my list for a while, I really have a bucket list for each part. And my bucket list is organized by like, this is a 10. I have to see this as soon as possible. (laughs) And this is maybe a five. Yeah. Like this is a five. I really do want to see this, but it's not like top of the list. So uh, when we do road trips like this, especially since our children are so young, we really try to go for the 10 and then kind of just play it by ear. If everyone's enjoying themselves, everyone's loving this part, then we may stay a little longer. Um, If not, then we just move on to the next one. Wow. And I built a lot of flexibility into the schedule. So we actually have like an extra week built in just because. Six people, you just never know what comes right. up. So, right. yeah. That's brilliant. That's a brilliant way to do it. It's like you have your top things, but then you have backup mm-hmm. things, basically. Maybe if right. something's closed, mm-hmm. you can't find parking. The diff- you yes. know, there's different things that come up, weather, bad weather for a day. Wow, mm-hmm. that's, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Can, you, sure. can you think of a top 10 Something that's on your top 10? Oh, what is on my top 10? That's a good question. I have so many things scrambling Or, or something that's, ra- I guess, rated a 10. Something that's high up on the list that something you're hoping. high up on the list. There's a, I, I can't think of the name of it, but there's an Alpine Lake in um, Glacier National Park that I just 100% have to see. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's the, I, if you... Google Glacier Park is the iconic sort of photo, yeah. but uh, it's escaping my mind. Yeah, so, so that's much. a that's a ten. I could imagine <laughs> you have you must that's have a, a lot of names and places and yes. all sorts of things yes. swimming through your mind, especially since you're leaving in just a couple 
of days. What do you guys do for mm-hmm. clothes and food? You know, I miss a lot of people. Six people is a lot of people. How do you manage that? It is. So we're plant-based. So we do try to take, there are certain things that I just try to take with us so that we have them. Um, so things that won't go bad, like um, protein bars or really big fan of Laura bars. So I usually buy those in bulk so that they're always in the car. Like we always mm-hmm. have a snack like that. Um, when we're on the road, there are certain things that we do. Like um, if we get a hotel, we make sure it has the kitchen so we could cook for a few days instead of having to eat out. Um, there's also, I try to pre like understand what's in different locations. Like, is there going to be a Whole Foods that we can stop mm-hmm. at? Or is there mm-hmm. a market or somewhere that we can eat? And then other than that, sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sandwiches yeah, is my sure. Weapon. Yeah, I love yeah, that. It makes it easy. Well, yeah. it just, it facilitates adventuring. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. anything spectacular. It's facilitating yeah. a lifestyle. And then do you guys do laundromat or do you just kind of, I know, um, I talked to this Stephen Ranella. He adventures with mm-hmm. his kids. And he basically said, you know, and not in these words, but basically like, we just wear our clothes. I mean, we, it just is what it is. Like, they're dirty, they're wet, you know. We make yeah. them last as long as possible. As long as possible, yeah. I would say we do the same. Um, we do tend to bring, like, extras so that we have them. And then I try to stick to something simple, like shorts and T-shirts in the summertime. Yeah. Of course, we bring jackets just in case it's cool, but something that packs small, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we do try to wash our clothes like midway through. But I'm just going to admit it's not it's not perfect. So it's (laughs) not. Sure. That's good, though. (laughs) I think that's good. Clothes every day. Yes. For people to know. (laughs) Yeah. You just mix and match and you do what you can. Mm -hmm. And that facilitates Mm -hmm. your adventure. Have you started to pack yet? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we actually have um a trip not far from rocky uh rocky mountain national park tomorrow so from tomorrow to friday <laughs> we're gonna be away and so i'll be packing for this trip on friday when we return <laughs> yeah you'll have like a one day turnaround right right but it's everything. in my head it's all in yeah my head. <laughs> And what about your lists? Are those in your head or do you write them down? No. So I have a checklist on um, just like an iPhone note. Yeah. So I have our itinerary is there and then a checklist of the things we want to see is there. Wow. Now, do your kids, you know, our kids can go either way. You know, do they, are they super excited? Do they sometimes complain? Mm -hmm. What's their, what's their take on the travel? They're really excited, which this is typically their pattern is right before we go, they're really excited. Now, I'll be honest, the complaints usually happen more in the beginning because this is like a different, we're leaving for like a month, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a long this time. Is different, mm-hmm, this is different than their everyday routine. And so they, they'll, they're going to complain probably for about two days until mm-hmm. we get to the first really beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, location. Yeah. And then yeah. they're pretty much all in because they're used to this. So they yeah. just need to, you know, sometimes kids just mm. need to complain. It doesn't mean go home. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything's wrong. It just yeah. means this is different than what I'm used to. And so, we, you know, let them complain. And then they're usually having the time of their life. I love that. They adjust. One of the, yeah. things, that, one of the things that you talk about are sibling bonds. Mm. That that's mm-hmm. really important to you and your family. Can you talk a little bit about that and how adventuring mm-hmm. helps? 
Yeah, definitely. So both me and my husband, we grew up, um, we both have siblings that we're very, very close to even to this day. And so I knew that that was something really important that I wanted my kids to share with each other. And I do think that traveling together and them being in a lot of different environments and different situations, it's just so beautiful to watch them helping each other, watching them talk and just get closer because they're having these experiences together that they haven't had with anyone else, you know, and then sometimes do challenges, you know, there are challenges, there are hard moments. And I just think all of that helps to contribute to the sort of the flexibility and the closeness that they share with each other. Yeah. yeah. You had such a beautiful post about recently about the sibling bonding mm-hmm. and talking about how, well, this is where they learn how to compromise and mm-hmm. this is where they learn how to be together and um, how to make up, you know, how, mm-hmm. how to resolve conflict. And so I thought that was such a beautiful thing because that sets them up for life. It was a good reminder that it doesn't have to be, yeah. you know, all sunshine and roses. Right, right. These harder times are helping them mm-hmm. to learn how to live in a family and, and to get mm-hmm. along. I thought that yeah, was I really do feel like your siblings are like your first friends, you know. And I feel like you can see, you know, if you've grown up with siblings, you can kind of see remnants of that first relationship and other relationships you have, coworkers and friends and just people you meet along the way, you know. And I think if you can learn the skills to have a successful relationship there, then like you're kind of set for life yeah that's beautiful (laughs) yeah yeah and your kids they just must be so close all of these adventures together so I want to highlight you just do I said at the beginning such a phenomenal job Mm -hmm. of taking these places and breaking them down to make it seem like I can do it even Mm -hmm. with my young kids I can come so so can we talk about a couple of the specific places so um let's see one is arches Mm-hmm, you guys drove mm-hmm. five hours there. Um, we to, and we've never been there. So for people who oh, haven't okay. been, can you tell us just, I don't know, some of the highlights of Arches National Park? Yeah, sure. So Arches, we loved, we love Utah just in general. So I feel so grateful to live like right next door to Utah. Um, but Arches National Park is really beautiful. It's a smaller national park. So it's a lot easier to kind of get around. Um, but there are just all of these beautiful, naturally formed arches throughout the park. And so before we went, we had a list of the different arches we wanted to visit. So one of them was Sand Dunes Arches, which I think is a, an amazing one to visit, especially if you have young kids. Because as soon as you, first of all, it's not very far from the parking lot. But once you get there, it feels like you've entered into another world. And so I want to say it's less than a mile from the parking lot. And um, as you start walking there, you'll notice that the ground changes and there's like sand everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, it's very otherworldly. And so the kids like, they kind of just went crazy. They loved it. They weren't expecting to see sand. And we stayed there for like an hour and a half. And then they also have a beautiful arch, which is just, it's beautiful to just stare at. It's beautiful for photos. And it's just a nice area that you can stay in for a while, especially with young kids Mm -hmm. to kind of acclimate to the park. But there are lots of different arches that you can visit. Um, Yeah, but that was was one that was our favorite. I would highly recommend. 
I have been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs when my immune system feels unsupported. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. And it makes me feel nourished and ready to face the day. As a parent, longevity is on my mind more than ever before. I want to make sure I'm taking really good care of myself so I can continue to show up for the moments that matter with my kids. Every day, AG1 helps me build long-term health with daily nutrients that support brain, gut, and immune health. All it takes is one scoop a day, and I'm setting myself up for the long run. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash 1000. That's drinkag1.com slash 1000. Check it out. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot, and for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to run to the butcher every day to get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for our family. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Their products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want. We had a somewhat last-minute get-together recently, and it was so incredibly convenient to just head to the freezer and pull out a couple bags of Good Chops hamburger patties to whip up some burgers quickly. They were so delicious. Besides being delicious, it's important to know it won't cost you a fortune either. Good Chops' price per meal starts at just $3.74. Go to goodchop.com outside120 and use code OUTSIDE120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code OUTSIDE120 at goodchop.com slash OUTSIDE120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash OUTSIDE120, code OUTSIDE120. And what, what was so cool about your post is that, mm-hmm. you know, you went through, you went, you have the practical things that parents need. You know, your top mm-hmm. tips. It's busy. It's really busy from noon to five. Mm-hmm. You have put mm-hmm. which one was your kid's favorite, the sand dune arch, and that the skyline arch, you stayed for about an mm-hmm. hour, and the pine tree arch was an easy hike. So you mm-hmm. just, um, it's such a gift, Kiana, that you've given oh, people. Oh, thank you. You know, mm-hmm. the, um, the ins and outs, because it's different when you're adventuring with young kids mm-hmm. and if you're adventuring with your by yourself or as an adult or mm-hmm. you need different information. And so, yeah. um, and you just bullet it. So it's real easy to follow. Yeah. I think like, especially when you're adventuring with young kids and um, even me, but I feel like, especially when you're new to it, it just feels really good to be prepared, you know, yeah. to know what to expect to be able to plan. I think that those things feel like they, they make you more likely to go out and adventure when you feel like you can be prepared. Yeah. I I feel like 
not feeling prepared or not feeling like we can handle it is one of the main obstacles that keep us from adventuring. So I try Mm -hmm. to like eliminate that and, you know, give that type of information. Yeah. And that's what you're doing. It's absolutely what you're doing. It's, Mm -hmm. it's such a gift and it's on your website as well, blackadventuremom.com. You talked about doing uh, a quick weekend trip from Colorado to Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. Um, do you, can you tell us about about that trip and some of the yeah. highlights? So we had an extra day. Now I don't remember whether it was Friday or Monday, but I think I came to my husband on Wednesday, and I was like, "We should take a trip." Oh, he's used <laughs> to that by now. <laughs> so we were trying to decide where to go, and we were like, "Okay, let's do Yellowstone." Now we've been to Yellowstone before, but it was in the winter time. Which Yellowstone in the winter is perfect for seeing animals like we saw so many because they're all out because it's less crowded. Mm -hmm. But also a lot of the roads are closed. So you're not able to get to as many places and things like that because of the snow. And so we went to Yellowstone. Well, we started in Colorado and we stopped in um, Idaho because there was waterfalls that I wanted to see. They were on my list. Mm-hmm. And so because I have this, <laughs> because I have this list, every time we take a road trip, if I can fit something in, if we're going to be passing it anyway, then I'll fit it in. So we fit, um, it was a beautiful waterfall. Gosh, what was the name of it? I've got it written down. Mesa Falls. Is that, is that it? Yes, 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 yes. That was it. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. So if you're ever road trip and it's not far from the, um, from the uh, Montana entrance to Yellowstone. Okay. So if you're going to the Montana entrance of Yellowstone, then it's a perfect stop. But yeah, so we stopped there only for maybe about an hour. And then we headed to our hotel, uh, slept, and then did the whole day at um, Grand Teton and Yellowstone. And it was amazing. We saw um, some of the geysers for the first time. We saw Old Faithful, which was like near and dear, like my husband. And I, I think we enjoyed it more than the kids, you know, just because it's one of those iconic things you study in elementary school. And we were just so excited to finally see it. Um, we also spent some time at the visitor center. So I always say, like, if you're new to uh, mm-hmm. national parks or even if you go um, with young kids, you can do the junior ranger program. So it's so important to stop at those um, visitor centers. And then, yeah, we drove around and just explored. It was a lot of fun. We did Lake Jenny in Grand Teton, which Grand Teton is just, it's gorgeous. It's not like a huge park with a lot Mm -hmm. to do, but it is very, very beautiful. It's like a musty, musty park. And then I feel like Yellowstone is the park that we've been to where we always see animals, bison Mm -hmm. and um, elk and just everything wow. so it was a lot of fun so we squeezed a lot into a short amount of time you There's do where I'm relaxed yeah but that time it was like 7 8 a.m mornings just to get it uh, all in yeah yeah because you want to see you're there and you want to see the different things you mentioned mm-hmm. the Mesa Falls and then um I think you do that with a lot of your trips too which is really cool like you talked about the grizzly and wolf discovery center yeah, and it was yeah. only five minutes from the gate. What, what was. was that place like? That it was amazing. It was um, it was really nice because you got to see them up close. You got to see bear and grizzly up close. So my kids really loved it. And sometimes I like to like put in those educational opportunities and those opportunities for them to do something a little more organized. 
before we kind of take to the, you know, to Great mm-hmm. Big Park. So this was perfect. Um, we got there right when they opened, so it wasn't very crowded. Um, it was really nice. Yeah, that's really nice. I would suggest that too if you're entering from Montana. Yeah, and it's just really mm-hmm. neat how you put in all the little extras of things that people might not know of. Well, you mentioned the visitor center, so talking about educational mm-hmm. opportunities. You know, what are some of the different things they have at these national park visitor centers? They're usually pretty big, right? Yeah, the one in um, Yellowstone was huge. So this one, actually, you you go through it to get to the area to see Old Faithful. And so it had like a huge theater um, that talked about how Old Faithful formed and just the history of Old Faithful and the potential future of the park. Um, it had a kids center, which was really nice. It's nice when, you know, they cater specifically for children. So my kids could kind of hang out there, fill out their national, I mean, their junior ranger booklets and um, learn more about the geysers and the different temperatures of the park. It was very interactive. It was a very interactive way for them to learn. And of course, they always have bathrooms. Yeah, that's important. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. They're less rugged than the ones out in the park. And then they have gift shop, you know. So it's just a nice place to kind of catch your breath before going Mm -hmm. out back into the park to adventure. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And that Junior Ranger program, Mm -hmm. that's motivating for kids. It is. Yeah, it makes them really excited collecting their badges um, to go to Mm -hmm. more and more parks you know so it's a great program yeah Yeah, I love that so I Mm -hmm. one of the things I had seen that you talk about is you love exploring new places but you Mm -hmm. also will visit places and see them Mm -hmm. through the change of the seasons so -hmm. tell us about that yeah so I love especially here at home going back to places during different seasons I think it really helps me understand it helps to teach the kids that there really isn't bad weather. You know, we can go outside, we can adventure in any weather as long as we have the proper clothes. And there's something to see. Just because it's the same spot doesn't mean there aren't these nuances or these changes. Um, There's one place, the Boulder Falls, is very accessible. I love it for young kids because it's super accessible. You don't have to hike 10 miles to get to it. Um, It's probably less than half a mile to get to it. But once you're there, again, it feels like you've stepped into another world. Like it doesn't feel like the parking lot's right there. It's so beautiful. And in every season, the falls fall slightly different. You know, they're Mm -hmm. very robust in the summer. They kind of trickle a little bit in the fall. In the winter, they freeze, which is a really cool experience. Yeah. And so it's nice. I feel like it's nice to also let the kids learn about nature, how it changes with the seasons, how environments change with the seasons. So, yeah, it's one of my favorite places to go back to. I love going to new places, but it's nice to return, kind of have those same neural connections to one place. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how a place that you go to over and over again Mm -hmm. can feel new, depending Mm -hmm. on what season that you're in. I thought that was really cool. A, um, a cool charge to try and do, you know, to go places yeah. and to really pay attention to mm-hmm. how it changes during the season. And I would imagine the frozen mm-hmm. waterfall is really cool. I've only ever seen one up here in Michigan in the Upper Peninsula just last year for the oh, first time. Oh, I went and saw some frozen waterfalls and um, mm-hmm. that's cool mm-hmm. looking. 
Yeah, they are really cool looking. It's like they're like suspended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did that even happen? Um, it was okay. So you got these videos of your kids scampering over rocks and all sorts of things barefoot, which right. is, I mean, you read all about it, um, mm-hmm. but you had a post about, you know, why, why is it good for them? How is it mm-hmm. helping them? So, yeah. and you know, I think should we let our kids do that? You know, if it's good yeah. for their development. So, so talk to us about your kids in a co- you had a couple places that they really love to be barefoot. Yeah, there are a couple of places, um, especially in Boulder, especially if it involves rocks, where they love taking their shoes off. But to be honest, my kids are barefoot kids just in general. They all love to just take their shoes off. Um, And so when we're in nature, we're somewhere safe. I love to let them do it because it really is good for their muscle development. Mm -hmm. It's good for their focus, their concentration. Um, it's very good for them. So I think sometimes people may yeah. see us and think, well, why don't, why don't they have shoes on? They can hurt themselves. Um, but I always think, okay, I want to be as safe as necessary, not necessarily as safe as possible, mm-hmm. you know? And so if it's a safe area and my kids, because they've been barefoot, they love to be barefoot in nature um, since they were, since they could walk. <laughs> their yeah. feet are a little less sensitive than I think um, someone who wears shoes a lot. So they're yeah. able to walk over rocks. They like the way it feels. Um, my it's daughter really was- cool to watch. Yeah. Your videos are fantastic. Well, they built up a tolerance to it. They built up a tolerance. Yeah. My daughter mm-hmm. will be like, this feels like a massage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fantastic. So- well, your feet are filled with all sorts of sensory input and I you know I have found that there's certain times especially if you're in a treacherous something that feels Mm -hmm. more treacherous that's the wrong word because that's over the top if you're really trying Mm -hmm. to keep your balance it's easier with your shoes off I felt that too yeah it feels safer because you can Mm -hmm. really take that feedback with your toes right and Mm -hmm. and figure out you know how you need to adjust your body and if you have on I've like, we wear Crocs, which are not the greatest of shoes, but, mm-hmm. and I just have flip-flops, but I'm like, I can't, right. I can't grip. And so there's right. certain times where, if, especially if something's slippery, mm-hmm. I take my shoes off because mm-hmm. it feels safer to be barefoot. Yeah. Like I've noticed my kids will move slower and more consciously when they don't have their shoes on, you know, but I think it's oh, exactly yes. what you're saying, that input yeah. that they're getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it's safer. It does in, mm-hmm. in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it feels safer for them for mm-hmm. maintaining control over their body uh, in these yeah. different things. I totally recommend people have to come watch your videos because <laughs> it's like I love seeing it. You know, they're so <laughs> sure-footed. And that's yeah. you talk about when you start adventuring when they're small and it's mm-hmm. hard and you got to figure mm-hmm. things out. But this is mm-hmm. helping them become sure-footed um you had a, some such beautiful quotes, Kiana. You say, by the time they're older, this becomes a part of who they are. They crave it. They start to ask mm-hmm. for their own experiences. You're nurturing their interests. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you had this other thing where you say, sometimes to see the magic, mm-hmm. you have to keep mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. And then you had this beautiful parallel to life. So is there a, a hike you can think of that you had to keep going or... I just thought that was such a beautiful parallel to life. You know, you have yeah. to keep going to get there and see the mm-hmm. magic. I honestly feel like that's so many of our adventures. Um, I feel like especially 
some of the most beautiful ones. Like when we went to Yosemite, um, it felt it was toward the end of a road trip through California. So we started in we did Vegas and then we went to Southern California and then San Francisco. And so Yosemite was at the end. So it was kind of almost time to go home. But my husband and I were just like, you know, we're we're so close to Yosemite. We have to go. And um, there were a few meltdowns. <laughs> there were some meltdowns and everyone wasn't in the happiest of moods. And we were this close to just being like, you know what? We should just go home. Let's just, we've seen so much. We've done so much on this trip. We should just go home. But for some reason, we pushed through and we went and we got to um, Tunnel View in Yosemite and everyone was quiet, you know, like wow. everyone just was quiet because it's just that beautiful. And as we're sitting there and we're all enjoying the view, and I think I have a few videos of us like sitting on the edge, like looking at this view, everyone's in awe. Even my two-year-old is like quiet. And I'm thinking, wow, we almost missed it just because it got a little hard. You know what I mean? And not to downplay because sometimes hard might mean it's time to go home. Sure. You know? But in this case, I think pushing through was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, yeah, I feel like so many of our adventures, there were times where, you know, we may be like, OK, let's just give up. We won't do this today. But when you push through, uh, it just it can be such a beautiful family moment. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And you had such a beautiful mm -hmm. parallel. You say the same is true with life. I've seen it over and over again. What we think are tragedies in the moment mm -hmm. unfold into magic with time, grit and grace. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, thank wow. you. <laughs> thank That's incredible. You. It's a, it's really inspiring, right? I think that we we can remind ourselves to to keep going or push through if we can, like you say. Sometimes if we can't, can. you know. Right. But but if we can, that that there's usually a, a good reward at the end. Mm -hmm, um, for sure. Okay, you solo hike. Oh yeah, those are some of my favorite. Yeah, some of my favorite self-care to do when I'm on my mm -hmm. own so and I've only recently gotten into solo hiking I would say um well I don't well okay <laughs> solo hiking in the wilderness I think recently um I'm was born and raised in DC very metropolitan so mm -hmm. I'm known for taking epic you know 10 mile urban hikes so, but hiking sort of in, in the wilderness or in a national park, um, it's just so peaceful. And I love hiking with my family too, but there's just something about sort of exerting this energy, being surrounded by nature, where I, it just helps me feel inspired and like the most like myself, the most connected to myself mm -hmm. than any other moment. So wow. I've been enjoying that a lot. Wow. When the skies open up, while others seek shelter, I embrace the rain. Heading to my favorite hike, the raindrops are like a soothing melody, and my vessies ensure each step is dry and comfortable, turning a simple outing into a rather delightful experience. Whenever my kids and I are stepping into a great outdoors adventure, I love wearing Vessi's Stormburst boots to capture the beauty of springtime landscapes. Their robust style is perfect for our nature excursions, adding a little dash of elegance to our outdoor explorations. This spring, transform how you view wet weather with Vessi. 
Their Dymatex technology makes their shoes not just waterproof, but a stylish barrier against rain and puddles. Whether it's a sudden downpour or a planned seaside walk, Vessi shoes ensure your feet stay dry and comfortable. Embrace the essence of spring with Vessi. From chic city walks to adventurous treks, find the perfect pair for your lifestyle at Vessi.com outside and enjoy an automatic 15% off your first order upon checkout. That's V-E-S-S-I dot com slash outside for 15% off your first order. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including calorie-smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So get started today and get after your goals. Some of the things we love about Factor are their two-minute meals. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Our kids love the pancakes, smoothies, and more. And there's a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, including midday bites. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And remember to sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com/outside50 and use code outside50 to get 50% off. That's code outside50 at factormeals.com slash outside 50 to get 50% off. Yeah. And I, you know, it's interesting. We do think, I think in terms of just doing it as a family, mm-hmm. but not, but mm-hmm. not often about, you know, doing it just by ourselves. Um, do you have places that you've been to just once that you really want to go back to? Places I've been to just once. Everywhere, no. <laughs> it's hard. Oh, I am yeah. impressed with that about yourself because yeah. I think it's hard if you go to someplace really cool, like you talked about the the sand, the sand dune arch, or these different places, mm-hmm. and then it's hard to not go back it is hard. It and is to do hard. something new. Yeah, it, it is. It's like a balancing act because, mm-hmm. like, I think I definitely crave new places you know I think um it's just like okay I want to see something I've never seen before but there are places I've been to that I just think are absolutely gorgeous there are hikes in rocky in the rocky mountains that I've been to that was just like this is so beautiful I want to come back here um Arizona Sedona has a lot of hikes that I've only done once (laughs) um, that Mm -hmm. I still honestly dream about um, and want to go back to um, Yosemite. I definitely want to go back. We didn't plan it into this one because it's a park that we've been to before. So I was like, let's try to focus on new parks. But it does become yeah. quite a balancing act. I mm-hmm. do feel like once we get a few more places under our belt, then we'll start to repeat a lot more. But yeah, yeah, I, I didn't give you one place, did I? <laughs> well, you talked about certain places like Sedona. Yeah, I mean, it is yeah. it is a balancing act. It is hard to figure out. And it's but you hard. know what's cool? It makes it feel mm-hmm. like life is really full, and there's lots it of does. exciting things you can do. Whether it's repeating <sighs> things that you've already done or going mm-hmm. to check out new places that we can really fill our lives. Um, okay, so you guys camp some. 
And mm-hmm. I love what you talked about. You have a hundred dollar tent. Like it doesn't have yeah. to be, you know, it doesn't have yeah. to be some mm-hmm. uh, amazing yeah. thing. It doesn't have to be super expensive. What are some, what's mm-hmm. some of your, ca- people ask all the time for camping advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh gosh. That's a good one. Um, I would say that's a big one is you don't have to spend a ton of money, especially if you're a new camper and you don't quite know what you want or what your wish list looks like, you know, just kind of get what you need to get out there. We had a hundred dollar tent, um, a few, you know, a sleeping bag for everyone. And that was our setup. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I would say advice if you're um, our first time camping, we went with the group. And if you can, I think that's a great way to kind of get your feet wet and kind of be around other people who've done it before and um, can kind of show you the ropes. So that's one piece of advice. I think another piece is to have um, have have fun things planned, like just little sparks of fun. If you're going with kids, like we always do s'mores. My kids love s'mores. And I'll bring like surprise ingredients, like, uh, you know, maybe cookies or something like that, that they can make their s'mores out of. Um, that adds a little fun to it. We did pancakes in the morning. Again, my kids love pancakes. So I knew even if the camping was challenging for them, there were these sparks of joy that I had food but still <laughs> oh you're joy. so good about talking about food i think like in most of the posts it'll be like what's right. your advice for hiking what make sure you have snacks make sure you have lots of snacks you know have more yeah. snacks than you think you're gonna need to have go camping right. bring double the food you think you'll need but it's true it's, it's true it's amazing how some a lot of the tantrums are hunger tantrums you know what i mean um yeah. or out of routine tantrums so if you can bring some of the snacks that they're used to in their routine, it's just, it's a, kids are very adaptable. It's just, you got to have triggers that reminds them that, you know what, you're safe. This is mm-hmm. different, but you're safe here yeah. and we're going to have a good time. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you guys really uh, are very eclectic and you're going to the national parks, mm-hmm. you're hiking, you mm-hmm. ski. Um, <laughs> I saw that, you know, and then I saw you guys do a lot of biking too. So how do you, mm-hmm. how do you manage biking with four young kids? So we're, um, we're all at different, all of our kids are at different stages of learning. So my daughter is like a pro. My son is really good, but if he hasn't been on a bike in a while, he's maybe a little wobbly in the beginning. And so just understanding their skill level. Um, my two younger kids are still learning. Um, they're three and five, so they're still learning. So if we go out of town to bike, then I may get like a, a tag along for my mm-hmm. son and then a carriage for my daughter. And then I pick trails that are mostly flat. Um, yeah. yeah, I pick trails that are mostly flat, but very scenic so that they're still beautiful. Yeah. Again, lots of snacks. <laughs> I know about how long. <laughs> I love it. It's a common theme through all the That's posts. Common, That's right? great. But it's, it really is such good advice. And if you run out, yeah. I think if you run out of food, this is what we found. If you run out of food and water, your adventure's mm-hmm. over. I you know, think and so. if you I wanted agree. to yeah. stay longer, if you're in a beautiful mm-hmm. place and you're and you wanted mm-hmm. to stay longer, but you run out, then it, it tends, you have to go. So to I go. like your advice about bringing snacks yeah. and bringing more than you think you need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got really good advice about research. And I think mm-hmm. that is probably a huge key component, especially when you have younger yeah. kids, you're researching mm-hmm. the trail. So you say you're trying to find mm-hmm. something that's 
flat and scenic. I mean, that's, those are the requirements. And because yeah. you're trying to understand their different skill level. Have you guys done the mm-hmm. e-bikes? We have a friend with an e-bike. I have not, but my husband, I'm going to be honest. Uh, it's a little scary to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. husband loves it. So he does the e-bike um, and he, he loves it. He thinks it's like a lot of fun, but I haven't act. I haven't actually even been on one yet. Have you? No, no, I haven't. But they do seem like they're becoming really popular. And it seems like it would be a cool way to get around um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, with a little less output. Or I don't know. Sometimes you see um, with like these big, Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're even in the United States, but like these big, um, it almost looks like it's attached like a wagon and all the kids are sitting in it, you know, and it's electronic. I was I like, oh, like that I've would be fun. Them in like Europe or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't uh, think they're, they're here popular. in the states much. Yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, so you guys do a lot. You bike and you mm-hmm. camp. One of the topics that you cover is fear, and I think when we're adventuring mm-hmm. in new places and kids are challenging themselves, that you know they're running through the rocks and they're climbing things. How, as mm-hmm. a mom, do you deal with right. fear? Um, there's a big one because I mean, you have fear for yourself, especially if you're doing an activity that you've never done before. And I think, um, kids just increase it because you're a mom and you, you're worried and you don't want anything, you know, negative to happen to them. And I think as a mom, my journey with my own fear is just that it's a journey. Like I'm not perfect at it. There's still moments where I I get, you know, I might become afraid. Uh, we went to the Colorado National Monument and I read a lot about it. But when we were driving through, I was like, no one mentioned like oh, the yeah. no guardrails <laughs> and how steep the like cliffs were, you know, that you were going to be driving through. And uh, we stopped in one place and it was like um, almost like 200, maybe 300 degrees of cliff in like a little small patch that wasn't a cliff and my kids because they've been adventuring since they were young were like jumping around and bouncing and oh I want to look over the cliff and it terrified me because Mm -hmm. like there was nothing (laughs) there was nothing between them and the edge of this cliff but I looked over at my husband and he looks at me and he's like they're fine we're fine and so I think one of the things is like understanding like hmm. is this really valid you know like are they just going to jump off <laughs> you know is this a valid fear and mm-hmm. I think everyone has to answer that themselves some people might say yeah mm-hmm. there's a cliff there there's that's a valid fear but we've taken my kids places mm-hmm. like this before this was not new to them they understood the boundaries yeah. my husband reinforced the boundaries and so in that instance mm-hmm. my fear was just that you know it was just me getting nervous Um, Once they went back to the car, I was like, well, that's funny. I don't have any fear, but it was just, Mm -hmm. they were triggering it because they're my babies and I don't want anything to happen to them. So I think for me, it's really about taking a deep breath and understanding, Mm -hmm. okay, what do my kids understand? Do they, have they been places like they've been to the Grand Canyon? I mean, they've been places where, you know. The Grand Canyon is the same. We've been once. And I felt the same way as you can. I, you know, you get out of the car and you're like, well, where's the guardrails? Right. <laughs> you know, I wait, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're supposed to keep us safe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, you don't want anybody to trip on accident. Um, right. 
you know, and, but, you know, I like what you say, it is a journey. And I think that's part of the benefit of starting when they're really young, because they're learning what their bodies can do. But Mm -hmm. then we're also learning, like you said, you're drawing on this deep well of other experiences that are similar. Mm -hmm. And so you know that they know, because Mm -hmm. you've done it before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. They understand. Yeah. And I think Mm -hmm. it really does come with experience of being out there with your kids. Like the more experience you have, the more you can kind of, okay, is this a valid fear or is this just like mommy nervous? Yeah. And if it's a valid fear, then you know that you step in and um, yeah, you do. When you, um, when you guys are traveling to new Mm -hmm. places, um, I like what you, there was one cool thing you said about reading about them ahead of time uh, as it builds up the anticipation uh, oh yeah that's a cool idea it does yeah so it's like you don't want to take for granted hmm. that like you know about these things because you know I'm going to be 41 this month so I have you know 41 years of hearing about these places and being excited about them but a lot of times your kids may not have heard about them or certainly not in the detail that you have so sharing you know reading books together showing them other kids adventuring through these spaces it really does help them get excited because they're like now this is an adventure this isn't some place my mom is dragging me to you know (laughs) they and they start to have their own reasons for being excited based on their own interests and their own passion and I think that's like the sweet spot is when six people can go to one place but we're all there you know, th- but yeah. it's peaking some passion in all of us, you know, so we can all be excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really unique thing about nature that six people can experience something in different ways mm-hmm. at the same time, but everyone loves it. Yeah. As I always say, you know, we don't like the same movies. Everyone you know, I, I don't it. like the same movies as my 14 year old son, and right. he doesn't like the same movies as his six year old sister. Right. But yeah, how, isn't it amazing that you can right. go to a place right. and be decades mm-hmm. apart in age, but you amazing. all still love it? Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, yeah. we're running out of time, yeah. but this has been so fantastic. Uh, I know. I, um, can we touch on staycation? Uh, because I think it's a really cool. Um, yeah. It's a really cool thing that you're out. You know, you're going to go on this month long trip, but you're also at finding adventure close to home. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of your mm-hmm. one of your recommendations yeah. is to bring snacks. <laughs> <laughs> but so tell us what what are you doing for staycation? Staycations can be really fun. So I kind of feel like there are different types of staycations. So there's a staycation where you might find a city near you that you really haven't explored. Maybe it's an hour or two hours away. And you'll go there and maybe spend the night or spend a couple of nights and you just get to really explore the city that may not be so far from you, but has its Mm -hmm. own personality and its own vibe. And I think those kind of staycations are a lot of fun because you get to play tourists in a town, you know, very close to you. And then you always have that place. You always have somewhere quick you can go Mm -hmm. when you need to. Um, And then there's the type of staycation where you may just stay home and maybe you're just not working and you can dedicate that time to really just being a tourist in your own city Um, So many times we're working, we're in school, so we may not have time to go to places like Mm -hmm. the zoo or the museums and the parks. And so you're just exploring and really sort of feeding off of your local area. And I think either way, 
it can be just a really fun way to get adventure yeah. when one, you don't have a lot of time or you may not have a lot of money at the moment. I just yeah. feel like there's always a way you can adventure. Mm-hmm. And I think staycations are that. a great way. And you highlight, yeah. you highlight both, mm-hmm. you know, you, you highlight know. The, yeah. the arches and then you'll highlight, you know, mm-hmm. it's a cool restaurant that's not that far from our house or, or different things. And so you're adventuring right. in all sorts of right. different ways. And one of the things mm-hmm. that I, I grabbed out of um, some of the things yeah. that you've written is that sometimes you listen to adventure podcasts or stories, mm-hmm. you know, that, that when you're traveling an hour mm-hmm. or two or a little further, I thought that was a really cool idea, Kiana. And one other thing I highlighted, mm-hmm. which you mentioned before, but I think it's important. No one else says this. You're the only mm-hmm. one I've ever heard say this. Allow okay. them to hate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's okay. It really is okay. And I think we just have to strengthen that muscle as parents to say, it's okay if they did. It's okay if they even afterwards they didn't like it because now they know they know more about themselves. They know more about what they like or don't like. Um, but I do find, especially in the beginning of a new adventure, you really can't take anything they say personally. Like, obviously, don't ignore your kids, but you really just mm. have to develop a thicker skin and just know that sometimes just because it's new and for no other reason, they're going to say they hate it. <laughs> you know? I think especially the older kids. Yeah, we've yeah. all had these experiences where they say they don't like it. But then you say, then they're begging to yeah. go back. <laughs> like, what is this life of a mom? Yeah, you know, yeah. they're, they're complaining and then they ask to yeah. go back. <laughs> they go back. Yeah. It's so funny because even as an adult, I'll talk to my mother about different experiences we had as a kid. And I'll be like, that was so fun. And she's like, but you complained the whole time. I'm like, did I? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so mm-hmm. trust me you probably did it too it's okay yeah and I think the older especially mm-hmm. as they're getting into those preteen and the teen years I just think there's a quota they have to meet for complaints and then they get <sighs> it's such refreshing advice it's such good advice Kiana <laughs> I think you got to keep spreading that because I think people think they're doing it wrong you know if their kids are complaining okay. that they're doing it wrong but kids fuss it's mm-hmm. just part of life it's yeah. what they do and so I just love what you say that yeah. give permission, you know, for people to, for, you know, for the kids not to be glowing about it. Mm-hmm. They might not love yeah. it. So I just love right, that. Right. So, okay. So if people want to find you and I am so excited to follow along on this August trip, Kiana is going to be so fun. Oh. You do such oh, an amazing yeah, job posting. So we all get to follow too. along. So if people want to find you on Instagram. You. It's at black adventure mom. And then the website mm-hmm. is blackadventuremom.com where you go more into depth and um, just do such mm-hmm. a beautiful job of giving yeah. uh, that practical advice. Mm-hmm. So, Kiana, we always end our podcasts with a memory, a memory of yours from childhood mm-hmm. um, that was outside. Oh. A memory of my, oh gosh, I had a tree. Um, like I said, I lived in a metropolitan area, but across the street from my house was this tree that was very climbable. So I used to climb this tree every day after school and read books. And it's still like one of my favorite childhood memories just to get into that tree and feel like it was giving me this big, you know, hug and just read. And I would sit there and read for hours. And it's definitely my favorite in nature. (laughs) 
in nature memory. Yeah. Wow, that is powerful. It's still what I was like, what I wish I could do now. I just want to go sit in a tree and read a book. But even like your solo hiking probably gives you a little bit of the same right. feeling, just a hug from nature and um, just time to refresh and catch your breath. That's yeah. so beautiful. Well, Kiana, thank you. You've been featured mm-hmm. on Good Morning. Yeah. You've been featured on Good Morning America. Thank you, um, And just, uh, it's so incredible yeah. what you're doing to uh, give this gift to families of of knowledge and of information that they need to be able to go adventure with their family. So thank you for taking this time with us. Thank you. Oh, thank you. That has been an adventure. But I want to say thank you to you too, because you inspire so many of us to get outside and to get outside regularly and spend a lot of time there. And I'm so inspired by the work that you're doing oh, too, Jenny. You. So thank I you very much. That. This was awesome. You're thank welcome. you. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the no guilt mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.